0: All right, everyone, we are back after a bit of a hiatus. We had a holiday, we had a week, Uh, and now we are back, but we are back big. People, we have Mr. Jim Piggott on TA at Home with Barry and Callie. Jim, welcome. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hello Callie, hello Barry Hi Jim Thanks for having me. You know I have to
2: start by saying On our very first episode Callie asked me who is my dream podcast guest And I said Jim Piggott And here we are
0: Barry you've got so, a little brown on your nose You want to wipe it off
1: Callie <laughs> uh, It was nice enough to tell me that And I started listening to the podcast then And uh, it was quite a nice compliment And uh, you know it's a lot of pressure beyond. be on I'm a big fan <laughs> and
0: uh favorite favorite episode you've listened to
1: looking for you know i think they've all been good i think and i, I give them credit because you know the trick is like you guys are like so funny and witty right well and, like, you know pressure like on the cast i was thinking like you guys need to be like less funny today so <laughs> but yeah no i i liked uh well, Julie you've had on twice, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like the Bill Murray now you know, <laughs> talk shows. And uh, I thought they were all good. I thought Al was really good last week. He was funny. <laughs> he was oh, funny.
0: Yeah. He was I funny. we got good feedback on Al's episode. Yeah, hmm. surprising. Yeah, I was. Then kind I was shocked. thinking about
1: like, how's it going to work with us? Because usually when I interact with you guys, <laughs> I'm usually like walking down to HR, going to see Karen right and then we do our little small talk and then you guys are like all right what's the gossip
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> and i can't necessarily like give the gossip on this i was thinking well what are we going to talk about i know i don't think we've ever talked about anything other
2: than hot goss so I just,
0: this will be fun for those that haven't gotten a chance to interact with jim as much if you get the opportunity he is the king of hot goss he's got it all <laughs> And we are. If you if you looked at our outline, Jim, there are a couple topics where we, we give you some opportunities to maybe share some hot goss. I
1: did. Am I the only one that you had to like give the questions to? An
0: event? No, we so do this for everyone. I think we've we've missed like one or two people, but typically we give an outline. Yeah. yeah. Um. I well. Should
1: stick to the good stuff, right? Like, yeah,
0: and so like, the good stuff is yeah, like my the fun. In the
1: cafeteria. I don't know. Come on, people want to know. I that's important. That's when important. Is what is your favorite food? We couldn't take
0: the one. Okay. Really?
1: Yeah. Because you were things.
0: ordering in like wildfire, right? Uh,
1: you know, I was thinking. I was gonna say like maybe <laughs> ice cream that you get out of that thing. Froyo. It's only good like it's only good early in the week, right? Because if you wait until Friday, <laughs> then it's kind of frozen over. So I
0: thought that'd be kind of clever to say. That's but, good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> well, we you we had to start um the the podcast with a business update because this is not. While it is Medline-centric podcast, it is supposed to be fun. And to be completely honest, talking about business is kind of a snooze fest. So I think it would be wrong for our listeners not to at least ask one high-level question about how you're feeling about Medline and honestly, even specifically kind of your groups that you support um, and their current and future state in the midst of COVID-19.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, so much going on, right? And there's so much talk about, like, sourcing PPE, um, but people do forget, like, that so much of the focus is around our manufacturing, right? And that we've got these 20 manufacturing facilities, and, and that we're having to navigate all the challenges with that. And so, you know... I can't, you know, I'm, I'm so appreciative of like the leaders, the division presidents, but also just the, the, the leaders in manufacturing that are having to navigate all this stuff they had no idea was going to happen, and the decisions they have to make on a daily basis, and, and dealing with keeping everybody safe, and then still trying to like have enough production output. So, I mean, truly, uh, I mean, I think we have done a pretty remarkable job in that part, but uh, unfortunately, like. I wish I could say we're, you know, going to be out of it soon. Um, and I uh, don't, you know, nobody really knows that for sure. So that's been, you know, but I think we've managed that well. And then the other part, of course, is like sourcing all the PPE out of Asia and the challenges that have come of that. And and that part is a little bit more complicated because people don't totally appreciate like the whole demand challenge. Like the truth is like, I wouldn't necessarily say like our supply chain is broken, like we're shipping Millions and millions of masks, so much more than we ever did, and you know, 100 million face masks and 70 million isolation gowns in the last couple months. But the demand is still so high that it is, of course, putting a lot of pressure on sales reps and and everybody to try and you know uh, get more product. So, so that's kind of stuff we're navigating. But I'm, you know, coming out of this, I am pretty optimistic, and I think like for Medline. It's just that, I mean, the reality is it's putting so much pressure on all of our customers in terms of, you know, just financial pressure because of electives being canceled and postponed. So uh, they're going to be looking to Medline and we'll be, like, positioned perfectly to, like, support them going forward. So from a business standpoint, that'll be good, you know, kind of as we come out of this.
0: Do you think there are divisions in the company that'll be like permanently impacted whether negatively or positively following this?
1: Um, not really. I do think it'll take time for like the preventive care division to, you know, get back to normal. I think it's going to be a long time before like supply and demand equalize because even as like demand at hospitals starts to come down, um, we also have uh, all of these states and federal agencies and other countries globally that are like trying to build up stockpiles of PPE. So I think there's going to be just a lot of pressure on them to like make just an inordinate amount of product for a long time. But but outside of that, I mean, once uh, you know, once we have a vaccine and like once things get a little bit back to normal, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think the business will stabilize and frankly will honestly be in an even better position. So,
0: you know, I I want to take a second really quick because this is very much Barry and I. Um we mess up this podcast all the time and I realize we didn't really give you an introduction and um, I think most people probably know who you are and and what your job is at Medline, but do you want to like just really quickly kind of give a high level of your role? And um, you've been with Medline a long time, <laughs> so maybe give uh, uh, maybe give kind of your rise at the company and and where you are today.
1: Wait, what year did you start at Medline? So I started Medline. I can remember the date. It was May 11th, 1992.
0: Wow. I wasn't even
1: born yet. <laughs> I was three. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. And I was uh, an English major in college looking for a job. Thought I might go to law school. Thought maybe I would teach but was kind of too lazy to pursue either and then just needed to get a job and through a connection. My dad met John Mills at a party and they're like, oh, we'll give him an interview. So, I uh, got a job uh, working in SPTs, making eighteen grand, and um, <laughs> uh, it was that was a starting salary. Oh so my got gosh! Uh, Associate product manager salary slightly up from that,
2: <laughs> just but, a little bit. Yeah,
1: just a little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, I got lucky that way, and then I went and sold in Baltimore. I was like an acute care rep for a couple years and then came back, and so yeah, it's been 28 years, and currently I manage eight, uh, 11 of the product divisions and the uh, the global sourcing, so. So pretty All much right, everything. All right, business stuff <laughs> out of
2: the way. Let's move on to the fun.
0: <laughs> we we want what you to they give they the people me? what they want. And these yeah, are the things they really want to know, like your favorite food in the cafeteria.
1: Oh God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Before the end of the podcast you're gonna to have to tell us your favorite cafeteria food yeah but keep thinking what do you think you would be doing right now if you never found medline and you weren't a group president here
1: god it's a good question you know i'm uh i'm not sure like i'm not the honest i not the most ambitious motivated person believe it <laughs> or not and so uh i don't know i i joke that when i get fired or quit MEDLINE, I'll go be like a assistant track coach or something. i going to get fired. Uh, and uh, fired. Don't, don't roll it out. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what I say on this podcast. Let's see what gets out on the internet. Uh, and uh, I do remember when I was living in Baltimore, I uh, was in this apartment right across from Johns Hopkins
0: University, and uh, I met this girl. And Ooh, this, this is getting good. Uh, girl she
1: like uh, she was also an English major and she's like um, I'm getting a job in New York uh, working for this publishing company uh, they're looking for people you should like move to New York and take this job and I remember like kind of thinking about it but just being like no I got a good thing going on my I'm, I'm going to stay in my but you know sometimes I think back like where would things have gone uh, <laughs> I've done that. I honestly can't that, you know, see
0: you I, I, in fall. New York. What's that? I can't see you living in New York. Yeah, like, big city in. gym.
1: Yeah, no, that's probably true. <laughs>
0: Look
1: at like, yeah, as urban as I get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was your favorite um, pre pandemic vacation spot and the place you're most looking forward to being able to go again?
1: Really think
2: people care about this? Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. Like Fiji, the Cayman Islands,
1: right. Bora Bora.
0: you That island you own. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: you know, we're pretty spoiled. We got a place out of Florida. So uh, I like going down there and uh, certainly not going down there now.
0: I feel like it's weird but- that Barry and I haven't gotten the invite yet. Seems strange. <laughs> Thought we were oh, a yeah, we part of the family. all
1: the time places, right? We don't t- go to places. Yeah. We invite like you to. <laughs> yeah.
0: You want to come to Haynesville, Jim? <laughs> uh, he probably doesn't
2: even know what Haynesville is. I'm sure he does no.
0: not. <laughs> no.
1: Is that on the North Shore? No, I haven't heard that. Uh,
0: listen, I have a Starbucks in my town, okay? <laughs> we're like up and coming here in Haynesville. All right? <laughs> Just saying.
1: Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Maybe Florida, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I, it, The working from home thing right now is it's been okay for me. Like I'm again, I got a pretty good setup. Pretty spoiled. Got my own office here, and uh, I don't know. I'm trying to live in the now as much as I can.
0: Jim, you were one of the first, at least in my memory, one of the first group presidents to actually be open to even occasional work from home. Um, Do you think that this will be more normalized now, even when we are kind of phasing back into the office, or what are your thoughts?
1: I think yes. I think it's somewhat inevitable. Um, I think people probably heard even in uh, the town hall um, that uh, will be more open to that. And I think, you know, there's a, uh, we all know kind of some of the benefits of being in the office, but yeah, I think it's inevitable that they'll be will be more flexible with that. And I think that's a good thing. So, besides, what you guys, do you guys like, are you part of the, cool younger group that likes that misses the office.
2: Seen me and Callie when the announcement came out that we had to work from home we were crying like begging Julie to not make us go like we would go into the office every day if we were allowed to did You
1: like that social interaction and-
0: I will I will say I d- did feel that way I was not someone who was asking to work from home very often if ever I like going to the office but I will say I'm kind of getting into my work from home rhythm here
2: yeah. well you're forced to you have no other option yeah but i'm i'm
0: not feeling like i'm just getting used to it like i'm actively enjoying it right now
1: That <laughs> must be nice i think i'm generally less stressed right yeah. like i can have a stressful video call with charlie or <laughs> with a customer and somehow when you're like sitting at home and Shorts and you know, on a screen, it's like I can handle this, this is not so bad. You, whereas if I had to go up to the executive area, and it's like, oh god, here we go, right?
0: You've, um, as we mentioned, you've been at Medline a very, 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 very long time. Um, and so I'm guessing you've had like a a, a lot of different positions in that time. Do you have like a favorite, like the one where you were? In your stride, you knew you were killing it, and you were like, yes, I I. The, oh, yeah.
1: the, the job that was made for me was definitely in Shanghai. so really. Living in Shanghai for yeah like three and a half years, opening that office was awesome.
0: You and were was, neighbors with Luke Stevens, right? or something like that?
1: Yes, yeah, Luke uh, was a neighbor and kind of connected him with Medline. Um, but yeah, that was a blast because just living in Shanghai was great. And, uh, and the job itself was, you talk about like entrepreneurial, like we, we had nothing there and it was like, you have to like hire people and you have to open an office. And, um, I had a lot of help, but, uh, it was so much fun and that was a good job for me. Dude. How did you? you know, you could kind of like just kind of run your own thing.
0: How did your family like it? Did they?
1: Yeah, they loved it. I mean, they were, the kids were young, so. It was the perfect age. We got to go on these like great vacations, right to I don't know Vietnam or Phuket, or we went skiing in Japan one time. You know, everything was like a two-hour flight, and so yeah, that was that was a blast. That's cool. So important question. Besides
2: me, who has been your favorite Medline recruiter? Oh,
1: Clearly, Angela. Gale. <laughs> right. didn't
0: even we, we kind of put long. that question in knowing the answer.
1: What, discuss, but what makes Angela,
2: Angela? What makes Angela such a great recruiter in your mind? Uh,
1: I think she. I think she understands Madeline really well, right? She understands the culture really well. Um, she's got a good personality, and she's very good at identifying like personalities that i think will just do well at medline so uh, yeah no i think she's she's been great but i mean you know you guys think about all the good recruiting that's gone on think about the program that kelsey has put together right with the on-campus recruiting and uh what that has done to like kind of change the face of so many like product divisions and then other departments in Medline. I mean, all this like amazing talent that's come in. So, I mean, yeah, I, you, you guys know I'm a huge advocate of recruiting and like the difference it can make. And I'm like, I, I'm not kidding when I say like I'm like a product of like the people, right? That I've been lucky enough to surround myself with. But at some point in your career, you like you realize like all right, being like an individual contributor is like not gonna get it done. You gotta like start hiring people that are better than you. So so all the recruiting that like I mean I can there's a just a litany of names of people that are in my organization that either have come in through Angela or Kelsey or others. I'm probably forgetting Barry certainly. Um, and some of the things you've done now with manufacturing. Hey, I work That's... here
0: too, Jim. <laughs> Kelly. I don't you
1: know, know if you just. To... The just only just... interaction I remember recruiting with you is when we went, we were in Ann Arbor together. <laughs> so like, right? Oh my God, you guys went to Ann Arbor yes. We did. It was just fun. We Ann Arbor, yeah. I tried to give Kelly the tour. Yeah. Oh gross, I forgot you went to Michigan.
0: That was when I I told you how much I hated campus recruiting and you tried to get me to stay in it, which would have been the worst decision of my career. (laughs) I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. I think that leads into a good question. You know, you are obviously someone who's been able to kind of figure out growing at Medline and becoming a leader at Medline, what's the one piece of advice you would give to someone who wants a similar path or even who just wants to, you know, move up in the company? What, what do you think is like the key to that?
1: You know, I mean, we talk about this stuff a lot, so I don't want to be redundant with like just the Medline success factors, but I do think those are really important.
0: Nice plug. Um, But, uh,
1: (laughs) I, I would say, um, probably like perseverance and being humble, right? I mean, a lot, you know, being humble is maybe number one, just because like we hate ego, I think in Medline. And whenever somebody that we interact with has like ego, doesn't it kind of rub us the wrong way. And then, um, and then if you're humble early on, that means like you're going to listen and you know, you're coachable and that totally can like change like the trajectory of your career so. Those are probably the biggest things, and then perseverance because we know a million things go wrong. You're going to have bad bosses, you're going to have bad situations, and it's so easy to be like, "All right, screw this place, I'm going to quit." But since the fundamentals of medline are so good, right? Like in terms of the growth and being in healthcare, you kind of want to ride it out, I think, because I don't know.
0: I uh, sat in on a uh, it was like the an intern like Sunday bar with John Mills. And I think he said it 15 times, like, one or many of you are going to have a turkey for a boss. You're going to have a turkey for a boss. And yeah. when you find out about that turkey, I want to hear about it. I want to know that you've got a turkey. And I was just sitting there like, what, is, the what does that even mean? I don't even know. I've never heard, like, you guys say that about Julie
1: or Like, you're such a turkey. Oh, I go to,
0: I call John every day asking him when he's going to take care of the turkey in our department. I don't know.
1: I don't know how she's made it this long. I honestly. don't either. You, you guys have a great boss, by the way.
0: Uh, we know. Yeah,
2: she's all right. Although apparently she thinks her podcasts are a little bit
1: too long, so. Yeah.
0: What the hell, Jim? Did you get that from Julie?
1: So I did. Uh, in our little pre-meet, tell these two. I said I got some feedback that maybe these run a little long. Uh, but no, it wasn't from Julie. So who is it, who it
0: from? Was it from I'm not you guys? I'm not solid on. <gasps> Jay. What what in the in the spirit of hot goss, you have to tell us.
2: Especially because I feel like you surround yourself with really important people, and so I feel like an important person said this, and I just I'm having anxiety.
1: Oh, was it Karen? It was Karen. <laughs> Karen <laughs> doesn't <it. laughs> wait. Do you think it was, was it Karen? She must have, Karen? No, maybe uh, she, the person was thinking about me. Like, oh, uh, maybe you guys should you should just do like eight minutes because like what interesting things are you going to stay, Chip? So maybe that was it. It was
0: definitely whatever cute. nice save. I want to know who said it. <laughs> this is baloney.
2: <laughs> we give the people what we want. When we post what first we episode, want you keep all, you our, say that
0: every time
2: the <laughs> people what they want. When we posted the first episode, everyone was like, I didn't, I didn't wanted to edge longer. so here we are.
1: But, but again, going back to the point like you two are so entertaining seriously like should it just be a format where like you guys like tell jokes and talk and and then like one one like almost like you'll do like your you know stand-up monologue and then you have like a guest that's just like a small part of the show.
0: Jim as nice as that is and trust me I'm enjoying every minute of it so we can set aside some time for you to keep giving us compliments. I think there are a lot of people that feel like it would be better if we just didn't talk at all.
2: (laughs) Especially, like, if it was just Kelly and I talking at each other, it would end up with, like, her saying a lot of mean things to me, me crying, and becoming a whole big thing. I don't
1: know. I see this evolving. And then maybe you have some musical guests and stuff. You could do that.
0: I mean, you I would something? be the musical guest. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm incredibly talented. <laughs> Voice of an angel. In case you were wondering. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, you can close this podcast with
0: some of that. No, I probably won't.
2: Jim, what's been your high and low of working from home? Any funny stories? Any, Anything you could say to make the people laugh today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was so John Mills in your tone. <laughs> Do you have anything interesting to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Sure I was. told you, I, you know... Um, no, it was, there was a lot of lows early on, right? In trying to figure out how to navigate all this stuff, but it's all relative, right? I mean, I, <clears> how <throat> much can I complain, right? I'm at home, I'm healthy, family's healthy. So I can't say any of my lows were that meaningful. Um, so yeah, no, I, we've been good, right? And, uh, but I do hear, I do hear like there's uh, certainly just being healthy, right? We can't undermine that because it is, this is like serious stuff, right? But in terms of people at Medline in the office navigating, I do hear about the, the groups that are they're missing that interaction at the office. I hear a lot about um, some of the parents with young kids trying to navigate working from home and that's not so easy. So I and mean, I get it. Not everybody wants to just stay home. And we'll get back, but I don't know how quick it'll be. I really don't.
0: Typically that is our kind of last question, but I'm curious because, so I've been with Medline for eight years, and it, it that's honestly a fairly short time when you think about a lot of leaders and people who've been at Medline for 25 plus years, and I feel that there's an old Medline and a, you know, current Medline, so I'm curious about, you know, some of your comparisons or stories. I see it as very much before and after Karen. <laughs> Um, But I'm just curious about how you see that and some of the biggest shifts you've seen in the company um, since you've been around.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the biggest difference is, like, back in the day, everybody was an individual contributor, right? And everybody was, like, measured on their ability to just do their own job. And nobody was measured on their ability to manage or, like, even, like, recruit talent, develop talent manage people, you know, deal with conflict. Uh, and so that, I think, is probably the biggest improvement because, um, I mean, we all know now, we're going to be a $15 billion company, and it's not just about, like, what you can do, but, like, that. So that's, that's a big thing. I also remember early on just being, like, fearful a lot. <laughs> Honestly, like, scared of, like, you know, you know, Jim Mills, you know, Rest in peace. But he could be a really intimidating guy, as could John. So you were just kind of operating scared more. And I think that's changed, and that's a good thing, right? I mean, I think we want everyone to feel comfortable, and you'll do your best if you feel confident like in your position and what you can do. So I don't know. I think in you guys and certainly Karen and what HR has done in general, um, they've made big contributions to uh, to what's happening now.
0: What are your thoughts on, I think a huge change for Medline came this year when the executive office put out a couple emails, right? One being around Pride Month, um, the other in terms of the the Black Lives Matter movement and all that. What are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, my thought is that that is an area that we need to improve on and we definitely, um, have not done as good a job as we should, and I think it, you know if you start by acknowledging that, and um, uh, you know, but right or wrong, the fact that it took kind of this some of these events for that wake-up call for us. I think we've made some strides, but I feel like there's so much more we can do. So I'm I'm proud of the fact that we did hire Kiermo certainly before this thing. You know, everything started to happen and kind of the recent events, um, and I'm proud of the donations that the company has made, uh, but we still have so much more to do. Um, and you know, I'm excited about that. And I, and I, are, you know, it's been nice talking a little bit with Guillermo, but I think it's also like, it's going to, uh, I think the leaders in the, of the company are really the ones that have to drive this. It can't be just like we defer to Guillermo and I'm parroting a little bit of what Karen has said, but I think she's absolutely right. So, so hopefully we will do that.
0: Definitely. Barry, any final questions for Jim?
1: Who do you like more, me or Callie? <laughs> I heard you asked this question of Al, huh? Yeah. And, uh, and he what? had the right answer.
0: That you didn't that he didn't like either of us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But no, I, I do think it's awesome you guys are doing this. Thanks, and, uh, Jim yeah hope I didn't disappoint too much.
0: not at all but, uh, honestly i I really appreciate you as a guest because I have a feeling I'm going to have to do very little editing in this yeah, episode. I'll say about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it <laughs> jim can any can any you final give us thoughts?
1: Views, you'll have to come back again. <laughs> We'll save that to Julie. We'll bring once, like Julie does her fifth show,
0: then I'll come back. You know, maybe not a bad idea to have you both on at the same time. I think that would be fun. Oh, yeah, that
1: would yeah. be fun. Why don't you Why don't you get Alex Lieberman or somebody very funny
0: like that? That would be great. I'd love to have Alex. Do you think he would do it?
1: Yeah. Oh, he totally do it. I think he would. Yeah, let's do it. We'll send yeah. him
0: this episode and uh, have him listen and see if he's down.
2: Yeah, make sure he, ask him if he could do better and then make it kind of a problem. Then he'll definitely
0: say yes. Yeah, totally. (laughs) All right, Jim, any final last words for the TA team?
1: No. (laughs) No. Fair enough. I think this is awesome. I think this is great. I'm glad to be a part of it. And uh, I'll continue to be a big fan.
0: Well, thanks so much for coming on. We miss you.
2: Thanks,
1: Jim.
0: Thanks, Jim. Deuces, Barry.
1: Bye.
2: Bye.